Welcome to the Woodland Heights Baptist Church Sunday Talks podcast. Sunday Talks is a weekly roundtable discussion about theological and cultural topics. For more information and show notes, visit whbcconway.org forward slash Sunday Talks. Here's your host. Good evening, church family. Uh, welcome to another episode of Sunday Talks. I'm Rox Horton, and I am the discipleship pastor here at Woodland Heights. So glad to be here uh, with you again tonight as we continue going through uh, this model that Jesus has given us for discipleship. Um, again, it's something that we all need to think through and to work on within our church. It's something that we always need to be growing in and getting better at as we continue to try to, to build God's church and do our part um, in that. And so we're in the fourth week of discussing what discipleship looks like. Um, and I would encourage you to go back if you haven't, if you've missed the last couple of weeks or missed an episode, um, to get caught up on that so that we can see exactly how Jesus modeled discipleship for us. Um, these four steps that we're going through is something that we actually see Jesus do within his time of ministry here on earth. And so I, I, we know that if we're going to mirror something, it needs to be him. Um, and so I'm going to go through a little review with us each and every week just to make sure that we remember uh, what those steps are and then we'll kind of talk about our main point today. Um, so our first step that we see with Jesus is, is teaching in large gatherings, which is what we would consider um, our corporate worship time or our worship services. And this is when you know the great crowds would come before Jesus and he would teach from on top of the mountain or from the boat and he would just teach them about who God was and the crowds would listen to him and they would have a chance to respond to him. And again, so we do that through our Sunday morning worship services. And then last week we talked about small groups. Um, and that is the second step of, of Jesus' discipleship model as from these large groups that he was teaching, he pulled 12 men um, to be his disciples that he poured into, that he did life with and, and taught them and, and equipped them for ministry and then went out with them and, and showed them how to do the things that God was calling him, them to do. Um, he prayed for them. He had fellowship with them. Um, and again, this is what we learned last week, that our small group should look like, that we should be doing these things that Jesus did with his disciples of fellowship and ministry and equipping them for ministry and those kinds of things. And that's how we should model our small groups. And for us, our small groups are our Sunday school classes that take place on Sunday morning. And then we see the, the third step in Jesus' process was taking an inner circle or a smaller group from the 12. He picked three, um, Peter, James, and John, who he poured into to be his replacement. He, they were going to lead the church when Jesus ascended to heaven. These three were going to be the church leaders um, when Jesus was gone. And then the last step that we see that's probably one of the more challenging ones was, was personal devotion. And this, this one's challenging because it's, it's a one-on-one -on -one time with God. There's, it's, you are accountable to Him and you know, there's no other body in, involved in that. And we see Jesus model this all throughout His time of ministry. When He would leave the disciples, He would leave the crowds, and He would go be by Himself. And He would spend time in prayer. He would spend time being ministered to by God. And so this personal devotion time is a great um, importance to us as we walk this Christian walk. And so these are the four steps. Again, large groups, 
smaller groups, then a small inner circle, and then personal devotion um, that we see that Jesus models for us. Um, as should be our process for discipleship here at our church. And, and all of these steps are so important for us to become the Christ follower that God has called us to, and the one that we have committed to being. As when we have received salvation, we have committed our lives to Christ, that we are committing to growing um, in our walk with Christ and being His disciple. And so this means that we too need to be doing these things um, to grow in our faith and to grow in our relationship um, with Christ. And so again, we talked about large group two weeks ago, and then last week we talked about uh, the small groups. And so what we're going to talk about today is this inner circle, this, this smaller group of two or three. Um, and so, and again, we see that Jesus did this with his disciples, Peter, James, and John. And we learned from this step of discipleship that Jesus specifically voted time to these three because of the calling that God had placed on their lives. And Jesus was building up Peter, James, and John to lead the church after his ascension. So he took their gifts and he taught them how to use them for the glory of God. He taught them how to lead the church. He taught them how to, to care for people and care for the flock. And he taught them how to go out and to minister to people and equip people to do ministry after them. And he did all of this. And then we see them take what they learned from Jesus and go do that and live it out. Because the whole purpose of this discipleship is not just to learn and to take what we learn and sit here with it, but it's to take what we learn and then to go share it with the world. And so we see them in the book of Acts, all Peter, James, and John leading the church, doing the things that Jesus was doing. And now that he's gone, they are doing these things. They are the ones preaching the word of God. They are the ones healing people. They are the ones sharing the gospel and leading people to salvation through faith in Jesus. And so again, this whole purpose of discipleship is that we would learn and we would grow and then we would go. And we would go out and make disciples of Jesus. So Jesus taught them how to do this by going deeper with them. You know, he, he, he went really deep with his 12, but we see with these three, he went even deeper with them. He devoted time to them. Um, and spent a lot of time with them um, apart from the rest of the disciples. And so we saw that he did this by going deeper. And so, you know, when Jesus transfigured in front of this inner circle of Peter, James, and John, he was revealing his glory to them. He was showing them who he was so that they would have the confidence in Jesus as they were going out to lead the church. And then we see that Jesus revealed more to them. He, he performed more miracles in front of them as, as he took them to Jairus' daughter, the little girl that had died when she was 12 years old. He goes into this room with just the parents in this inner circle of Peter, James, and John, and he goes in and he, he speaks life back into this little girl and raises her from the dead. And so through that, they get to see that Jesus is sovereign. And he has full authority over life and death. And so, again, they grow their faith as they are getting ready to go lead the church. And then as we see Jesus about to get arrested, he goes into the garden and he takes his, all of his disciples. And then he takes Peter, James, and John a little bit further. And he goes into this garden and then he goes a little bit further himself. And he, But again, he's showing them what ministry looks like and how you need to go spend time with God and, and to be ministered to and to grow and to be strengthened by God. And so again, he is building up this inner circle to lead the church, to become leaders 
um, in their church. And so he had done this because God had set them apart for, for a work. And so if, if we are set apart by God, we are set apart for his work as well. And so we need to be poured into, as young Christians and mature Christians need to be pouring in to the next generation. And so what really, what does that look like for us today? You know, how, how do we model this in our church? Um, and, and so I think the very first thing is, as leaders in our church that we have to take responsibility of knowing the importance of building up the next generation. We cannot be content to just go through the motions and do what we do and let somebody else figure out how to build up the new leaders. We all have a role in that and we all, just imagine if every mature Christian in our church took two or three people under their wing and poured into them. How, how fast could we grow? How many more people could we reach if we would take this model that Jesus gave us and then we just ran with it and we're obedient to that? And so that is what we're going to talk about today. It's kind of just some applicable things that we can do within our church um, to grow. And first it starts with us just taking on the responsibility and knowing the importance of building up the next generation. And we see Paul. Paul is such a great example. You know, Paul's you know, thought to be the greatest missionary that ever lived. But you ever watch Paul's ministry? He's always got someone with him. So many of these stories are, you know, he's got um, Barnabas and he's got Timothy and he's got Silas and he always has these people that he is pouring into, he's doing ministry with, he is equipping them and teaching them to go on and to do ministry when he's away. And so he is always teaching and growing and building up new leaders and we need to mimic that and do the same thing. So for us leaders in the church, you know whether um, it's from your small group that you're leading or maybe you, you lead in a ministry area of men's and women's ministry or hospitality or student ministry or, or, or whatever it may be, um, we need to be pouring into the next generation to teach them what we know, to teach them how to, to take our place one day or better yet, teach them how to serve beside us so that we can continue to grow and to reach more people. Um, and so we need to take on um, this challenge and this responsibility. Uh, and, and I know that this challenge comes with a ton of commitment and a ton of accountability. It is hard. It is hard to dedicate this much time. And it is hard to, to devote this much of our resources and our, um, and our spare time to building up these new these new leaders in the next generation of the church but if we fail to do it just think where would the church be in five years or where would it be in 10 years or where would it be in 20 years uh, and just on as, I, as I've been learning about our church here is if you're not familiar with that I've only been here about six weeks now um, but as I'm learning I see in our Sunday school classes we have 13 awesome Sunday school classes on Sunday mornings for adults. The youngest teacher in that class is 54 years old, which is awesome the fact that we have so many of mature Christians teaching in our classes. But what's going to happen in 10 or 15 years if we don't pour into and build new leaders and build new teachers? So what our responsibility is here is to, while we have these great mature Christians leading these classes, is to pour into this younger generation to build up new teachers to take our places so that they can lead the classes, 
they can continue to grow. They can take the work outside of the walls of the church and continue to make disciples and continue to reach the lost. And so for us, this responsibility that we have, if we want this church to continue to grow over the next 5, 10, 20 years, then we are going to have to take on this responsibility of building new leaders and equipping new leaders. So I want you to imagine just for a second, what if Jesus didn't build up Peter, James, and John? What if he never poured into them and equipped them to lead the church? And so if he never equipped them to do that, what if the book of Acts never happened? And Peter never preached at Pentecost because Jesus didn't equip him to do that. Would the church have grown like it did? What if it exploded across the Middle East to where we are now, thousands of miles halfway across the world, it is still, the gospel is still going out. It wouldn't have. That the church would never have grown had Jesus not equipped these leaders to take his spot when he ascended back to heaven. That is what Jesus came to do was to build the church. He brought salvation to the world through his perfect life and his death and his resurrection. And then he built up the church and he sent the church out to share the gospel. And so from that, we are called to continue that ministry until Jesus returns. And so had Jesus not done these things, I don't know where the church would be today. And so for us, we know that we need to, again, mirror what Jesus did. And we need to take on this responsibility of equipping the next generation to lead the local church. And so if we want to to do our part and to continue to reach people with the gospel until Jesus returns, then we must continue to build up leaders and teach them how to lead according to the Word of God. And so if you're, if you're a leader in this church, or if you've been leading in, in any church for a while, you can probably think of someone in your life that poured in to you. Uh, and I know me personally, I, I can think of several people, um, like a man named Stanley Gilmore, who led me to Christ and then poured into me about what it meant to be a Christian and how to live out my faith. And then uh, the pastor who hired me in Fort Worth, uh, who's now... Um, pastor at Second Baptist Arkadelphia poured into me and taught me what ministry looked like, taught me how to care for people, shared his wisdom with me. And then numerous other men um, that have poured into me and come alongside me and taught me what it looks like to love God's people and what it looks like to share the gospel and to live out the gospel with our lives. And if you don't have that person, if you never have, I know that there's a point in time where you, if you were leading and you didn't have that model for you, you're like, man, I wish somebody would have taught me how to do this or would have come alongside me and taught me how to lead this area where I didn't have to just figure it out on my own. And so what we need to do is to be that person, to come alongside and equip those um, who are younger than us that are starving to grow. They're wanting this. This younger generation of Christians, they want this. They want to grow in their faith. They're wanting to learn. And our older, more mature Christians have so much wisdom to share. And all we really have to do is come together and just share it with one another and to continue to grow the way that God has told us to so we can continue to go out and reach the lost world. Um, So I'm just going to close with some application and a challenge for each of you. Um, If you lead a Sunday school class, 
I just think if you would ask God to reveal to you who could lead that class in your place and then take that person and teach them what you know. Share with them how you prepare your lessons. Share with them how you do fellowship. Let them take some responsibilities within the class. Let them lead your class on a Sunday with you in there with your support so that they grow knowing um, that it won't be perfect and it's not going to be as good as a, a, a more mature Christian may be, but that's, that's part of the process. If we never allow the younger generation to take these steps, how are they going to grow? So I encourage you, again, if you are leading in a Sunday school class, to, to ask God to reveal to you who, who might be the person that could take your place. And then give them that opportunity to lead. And, and teach your class how to embrace this. Hey, we're going to spend time building leaders within our class so that we can send out leaders and we can grow and we can reach people with the gospel. Um, and so I encourage you to do that within your classes because um, you can never have too many leaders within your class. And, and if you're a leader in there, you know that. And so let's do our part and stop making it hard on ourselves, but do our part in pouring into these people um, so that they can lead within our classes uh, alongside of you and you can correct them as they go. Uh, and help them to grow through that. And if you lead in another ministry, whether it's you know hospitality or men's and women's ministry or student ministry or, or any other ministry there is, or and you have any sort of leadership role, ask God to reveal to you two or three people that you could come alongside, that you could pour into, and that you could teach them what you know, that you could teach them how to lead within the church. Because again, we all know that finding leaders in a church is a is a great challenge. It is so hard to, to find these leaders. And, and I think we are currently making it hard on ourselves because we are not taking on this step of discipleship. We are not taking on this inner circle with, and building up the two or three. And so I think we're making it challenging on ourselves. And if we do this, if we take on this role like Jesus did and we build this inner circle of our two or three, that we will see major changes within our church. We will see major leadership changes within our church. Uh, and that is what God wants for us, is to have people equipped to do ministry, equipped to teach the Word of God, equipped to love people the way that Jesus loved people. So I just, again, leave you with this. If every mature Christian took a younger Christian under their wing, and poured into them the way Jesus did Peter, James, and John, we could confidently know that, that the ministry here at our church would go on for generations to come. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thankful again for the model of discipleship that you've given us. Father, we pray that you would inspire in our church, that you would encourage our church, that you would convict the hearts of our church to do ministry the way that you have taught us to. Lord, that we would just look at what you did and that we would implement it within our church, that we would take uh, the teachings of Jesus and that we would use those to pour into the next generation. And fathers, we are, our, our church is so faithful in so many ways. Um, Lord, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for the, the believers and the leadership that you have brought to this church. Lord, and I pray that you would just continue to grow us. Um, as we move forward and continue to do ministry. Lord, and I pray that we would take this step of discipleship seriously and that we would take on this responsibility as challenging as it is, that we would take it on 
and that we would find these inner circles of people that we can pour into, that you pour, that you lay on our hearts that we could pour into to grow, to be the next leaders within your church. And I pray that it would all be done for your glory and be done to build your kingdom. Lord, we thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.